because you're driving. You've got the steering wheel and you can decide how you navigate through the terrain. It's all up to you, but we need to take the steering wheel. Otherwise, if we just let life drive us, you know, we're just going to be stuck in the passenger seat watching life happen. Welcome back to another episode of O Frequencies. I'm feeling really good because it's a Friday and I normally have Fridays off. And for the last few weeks, because of how busy work has been, it has just called uh, for a lot of my time, attention and energy um, so that I was working even longer than full-time hours. And it was, um, it was a little bit overwhelming and stressful but we got through it and I'm feeling really good because I feel like the way that I managed myself and I managed my work and I communicated with my team my colleagues and my manager has meant that we were able to get through the tough part of this period with ease and we know exactly what we need to do and now that there's the light at the end of the tunnel we don't have to you know, hustle. And I I don't like using that word, but in this instance, we definitely did all hustle. Um, I work in a really small team. And uh, when it comes to this busy period during the year, it gets really crazy. And it doesn't really justify hiring uh, because it could just take more resources to train them and, and get them up to speed. And we just can't allow for any error and so uh, the small team that we have we really hustle through it to get get through it basically and um, oftentimes it can be very stressful but I think this year um, learning from past experiences I've just been able to manage that really well and so uh, back to the topic of usually having Fridays off today's the first time I've had my Friday off in a while and it feels really refreshing a lot of the time um, especially in the last few weeks I know I'm not obligated to work on Fridays like my managers never really I have a really great relationship with my team and, and my manager and they wouldn't force me to if I really didn't want to or have the headspace for because they know that what happens is and and I think we should all know this as well and remind ourselves is that when we are overly stressed or if we are acting out of like fear and and out of stress and out of like pressure mistakes can happen and if you can allow for room some space to breathe even if that means that Maybe you do a little bit of extra hours on a different day. And, you know, when you allow yourself to rest, you will have that capacity to to work um, more and, and be more productive and be more efficient. So anyway, um, with that said, though, I never feel like I'm obligated to work on Fridays if I don't need to. But because I have a really a big sense of pride and integrity for my work and I want to do a good job, it makes me feel good. It makes it, it feels very rewarding. And 
Um, so today is like the first time I felt like comfortable not working because I know that I've left everything in a really good place and we've worked really hard for the past few weeks. So this is good. Um, to give some context, actually, um, I don't think I've really talked about this, but basically a little before quarantine happened last year in March 2020, I actually switched from a full-time role to a part-time role. And, you know, this was a massive decision for me to take and make because it was a massive salary cut, like massive. We're talking like $15,000 annual salary pay cut. And and that's like prorated as well. So even more so because I was going to be working less hours. But this decision was really important to me because in my last role, I was traveling quite a bit to get to and from work. Um, and whilst this may not have been very much for other people, I know that there are some people who will commute more than three hours a day to get to their job. But for me, I think that really took a toll on me because a lot of things can happen on public transport, you know, not only with disturbances and disruptions to the service itself, but to the people that you come into contact with on public transport. And, you know, I think that a really big waking point, if, if you could call it that, is just getting on that train in the morning and looking at all of these people around you and and seeing just how unhappy they were to be on that train, to be going to a job that they don't enjoy. And, and that's not to say I didn't enjoy my job, but I think that the whole essence of like spending three hours on a train every single day to get to my job and being surrounded by these people who didn't want to be there either and 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 several times I would end up coming to work late or right on time even though I'd left like two hours earlier and it's just hard to predict and I know this all kind of sounds like excuses but I think it just like slowly wore me thin and I was having trouble prioritizing things in my life like going to the gym and like making time to sleep early or making time to still socialize and um, work on my business and etc etc so um, I made the decision to one uh, find a job that was closer to home um, and even better if it was a four-day week and I was really really lucky and really grateful I think it's all in divine timing that the job that I'm currently working at uh, found me and vice versa and so um, I made that transition and um, going from full-time to part-time was mostly so that I would have an extra day um, whether that was to work on my business or that was like a mental health day you know or an admin day like a lot of the times I find that like I need to make a doctor's appointment but they're not open on the weekends and then I'll have to take time out of work to go and that can be very disruptive to your work so I always really like having this day to myself because that's when I can schedule all of my appointments and do all of my errands that I can't normally do on the weekend or I can spend the entire day just like taking care of myself or doing things that I love and it's just allowed for 
a lot of balance in my life that I'd never really experienced before. And so I know I've been rambling for the last seven minutes, but today I really wanted to talk about managing stress and heavy feelings. I know that maybe it might seem like, oh, Ophi, you work a four-day four-day week day job and have side business businesses and like you know you don't have to worry about time and life and stress and I would say that I do (laughs) I do still I've been through it before and I'm in the position that I am currently because I know that I didn't want to live like that that's not to say that I don't still experience the same stress but I have learned that There are different ways to be managing stress and whether or not that's because I transitioned into a new job, I don't think that's mutually exclusive. I do feel that I've learned this just through time and experience and and maybe the extra time to myself and, and being, you know, in lockdown and working from home, maybe that's helped me to learn a little bit more about myself and how to cope. So the first lesson or tip or recommendation that I wanted to talk about was slow down. And I think a lot of you need to hear that. Slow down. In a world full of deadlines and meetings, it can often feel like life's got the steering wheel. But pause for a moment and really think about how you can take the steering wheel and manage your time. Are you planning your days as best as you can? Or are you letting it spiral because it's easier to not think about it? I've definitely done the latter a lot and I think it's like it's almost unconscious like we don't realize it there is a level of discomfort in trying to take responsibility I guess I know it sounds absolutely bizarre but our brains are programmed to keep us safe you know the fight or flight the protection the survival if we're experiencing high levels of stress and if you know making a change or you know adjusting the routine is going to be scary that's going to cause more stress and to our brains it's like no we don't want more stress than we've already got just don't do anything about it just stay the same so we can we can manage this but it doesn't understand that there are other ways of managing and dealing with it and so it's easy for us to just be paralyzed and do nothing and and continue to let life just drive us um, down 120 kilometers an hour, even when we could just be taking it at our own pace. I've talked about this in a few episodes already. I think I've almost talked about this in every single episode <laughs> so far anyway. And um, this morning routine that I've developed and that I've been doing for the last two weeks has really helped me to slow down and be grounded and be present and I think it might sound a little bit woo-woo and I don't mean for it to sound that way but I feel like in life a lot of us are kind of looking at it with different lenses like some people are looking at it in a lens that's like oh my gosh life is happening to me and I can't do anything about it and others are looking at it through uh, a lens that's like I must control every aspect of my life even if it's outside of my control Um, and there are others who are looking through a lens that's like you know life is is like the seasons 
whatever difficult emotions that I'm going through or feeling right now, it's not going to be forever. And so the second thing that I wanted to talk about was understand that life is like seasons, you know, Um, it will go through its own phases and whatever it is that you're going through right now, it's not going to stay the same forever. And understand that without highs, there will be no lows and vice versa. With no lows, there would be no highs. So find structure through daily habits, routines and rituals that keep you grounded and support you and give you a really good foundation through the ever-changing seasons of life. And I feel like I talk about this a lot and I hope it doesn't sound repetitive or naggy, but it's just so important to have these consistencies in your life and you know, for the things that you can control, you can use that to create stability. And no matter what the weather is, no matter what the season is, no matter what's going on in your life, these are the practices that are going to help you to stay grounded, be present, be mindful, and slow down. You know, it's starting your day right, starting your day in a way that makes you feel good, so that you can feel confident to conquer whatever it is life is going to throw at you. Because you're driving, you've got the steering wheel, and you can decide how you navigate through the terrain. It's all up to you, but we need to take the steering wheel. Otherwise, if we just let life drive us, you know, we're just going to be stuck in the passenger seat watching life happen. The third thing is that emotions are not mutually exclusive. You are allowed to feel stressed and hopeful at the same time I think that it's so natural to just feel like when you are in a low in a rut and feeling really depressed or stressed or anxious that it's not possible for you to feel something else at the same time it almost feels like we have to get through these difficult and heavy emotions before we can feel like the opposite but I think it's really important to understand that emotions can be felt together. You know, the metaphor that I used in an earlier episode about the mind being a guest house and our thoughts being its guests, you know, we can have positive and negative thoughts together, coexisting, having tea together at a table. We don't identify with them we don't have to identify with them they're just thoughts and they can happen together like it's possible to feel really really low about losing a job and you know the situation is is really crappy but you can also still feel hopeful for whatever is coming next a new job a potential new change a new canvas and Sometimes I think that it can feel conflicting to feel both of these things. It's almost like one has to happen first before you can feel the other, but that's not true. You can feel both things. And I think that's kind of what makes our minds and brains and emotions just even more amazing. Like it, they are complex and we know that. And so allow them to coexist. It's not that one must come before the other or vice versa. You know, we can allow them to coexist together and and not identify with them. Now, the fourth thing that I want to recommend um, is getting into nature as much as you can. I know that it's not entirely possible for a lot of people, 
Um, but find a way, if, and if that's the case, find a way to bring nature in. Have indoor plants and, and really make a routine of looking after them, tending to them. And if you're able to get out into nature, do that as much as possible, even daily if you can. I think that it's easy to get lost in the urban cityscape. The technology, our devices, our screens, media. It's so easy to become just like a slave and like it's mind numbing. But remember that we're so lucky to be alive in this world. The only reason why we've got oxygen in the air is because trees turn our carbon dioxide into oxygen for us to breathe. So be grateful, be thankful and and be present with nature. It's just, I find that anytime I feel like I'm in a rut or I just feel lost and I don't know what I'm doing, I can really find my groove back when I let myself connect with nature, spend some time outside, you know, if there's sunshine, even better feel like the warmth of the rays on your skin watch the trees sway in the breeze just feel the grass between your fingers there's so much in this world to be thankful for and i think the best way to condense everything that i've been saying about this fourth recommendation is that when we soak up nature these problems or feelings that are paralyzing for us are only a small glimpse of what life has to offer and there's just so much more happiness and joy and even neutral feelings for us to experience and speaking about bringing the outside in i only recently like in the last year and a half or so started taking care of my own plants. I never really committed myself to having indoor plants because I never thought I'd be able to take care of it. Like I killed a cactus and they're meant to be like the most hardy plants ever. So that was kind of like evidence to me that I would not be able to take care of any more plants. Um, but there was a moment where I was kind of like, you know what, you know, I can do this. I can, I'm going to give this a go because I really wanted to be able to have greenery inside. They're so beautiful. They help improve the air quality. And there's something just so rewarding about seeing something grow. Like that's something that you don't get with artificial plants. And so I got my first plant, like plant plant, other than a cactus, um, I got a Monstera deliciosa. It is a very popular plant. You've probably seen it before. I think it's also called the Swiss cheese plant um, just because of the way the leaves are variegated. Uh, is it called variegation? I'm not sure. The cuts, um, like the slits on the leaves. I think variegation is talking about the color on the leaves. Anyway, I digress. This Monstera that I got a year and a half ago was a little tiny little bean with like three leaves and I'm looking at it right now. It's sitting in the corner of my room and it's massive now. It has like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven massive beautiful leaves and there's even an eighth one growing up and like it's winter right now. I just didn't expect it to be growing in winter, but it is. And it's just so rewarding. And I know this sounds probably quite silly, but I just love 
taking care of my plants. Like ever, since the Monstera, I have gotten a lot of other plants. I have killed some on the way. I won't deny that. There are some plants that are drama queens and there are some plants I just could not understand. But, you know, little by little with a little bit more experience, I started, you know, um, actually using my finger to feel whether the soil needed more water or touching the leaves and feeling the texture of it and understanding whether it was being overwatered because usually if they're overwatered they feel quite soft and mushy and in other times when it needs more water the leaves can feel quite hard and dry and like almost like breaking um anyway i'm rambling a little bit but i wouldn't have learned any of this without giving myself the opportunity or chance to and the whole routine of looking after my plants and watering them and seeing them grow because of my efforts is just really fulfilling and really rewarding and it's a huge metaphor for life and for how we treat ourselves you know we sometimes feel like going through these stressful times and heavy feelings and emotions that like we're meant to oh boom overnight feel better but it doesn't happen that way. We have to plant the seed and tend to it every day. Give it lots of love. Be super patient with it. Don't poke it. Don't prod at it. Just allow it time, space, energy. Give it sunlight. Give it water. And eventually it will grow. It will flourish and blossom. And so... I think that's why I really love having indoor plants because it grounds me and reminds me that things take time and that it's like a continual and gradual effort of looking after it. You can't just like buy it and leave it, you know, it's not how it works. You have to look after it. And so, yeah, I, I digress. I, I ramble. <laughs> I was about to finish this up. And then I was like, oh no, there's one more thing I want to talk about. This is the hard part about having like more spontaneous and conversational podcast episodes. It's because like I'm a, I'm a massive planner. I like lists. I like bullet points. I like reading off of a script because I want to be able to make sure that I'm saying everything that I can and sharing all of the nuggets of gold. And when I don't plan it, sometimes I listen back on the episode and think, oh crap, I could have said this or I could have added this and nothing is ever perfect ah. but I'm letting go of that need to be perfect and just being very spontaneous with this so anyway again I digress the fifth thing that I wanted to talk about was feed your body with nourishing and grounding foods it's so important oh my goodness I feel like nutrition and food could be an entirely separate episode on its own but I don't like putting moral value on food. It happens a lot in society. I think it happens a lot in media and it's the way that you can get people to get scared and buy into products and, you know, I don't feel that there's good or bad food. In the same way, I don't like to use the words like healthy or unhealthy foods. Food is food. Food of all types will give us energy but it's the quality of that energy that determines whether the food is nutritious or not, right? And so it's not to say that you have to cut out an entire food group or you have to cut out deep fried food completely. Like if you love deep fried food, which I sometimes do, then eat it. 
and but everything is in moderation you your body feels the effects when you eat too much of the food that doesn't fuel you nutritiously it feels heavy it feels lethargic and if you continue to eat that food you're going to feel that as a consequence and so really really the i think like the part of eating nutritiously and fueling your body well is to really be very intuitive with how your body responds to the food that you're feeding it if it helps to even write this down and like look back and reflect on how foods respond like do that I did that for like a year just to understand what foods felt good with me and the best recipe for a nourishing meal is definitely one that contains a bit of everything and is super colorful. So by that is always have a serving of protein with your meals, have a serving of carbohydrates, have a serving of fiber, have a serving of good fats. And so like one of the most balanced meals that I've been having recently for dinner is I'll have chicken. I've got chicken breasts that I've pan fried. And whilst that's not the best way of cooking chicken breast, it tastes delicious and it works for me. I think it's so important to remember that you get to decide what works for you. Not someone on social media, not someone who wrote an article about the best way to eat. You know, really tap into what your body needs, feels like and wants. And so I have chicken breast and then I have it with a side of white rice. I also have it topped with lots and lots of roast veggies. We've got capsicum, carrots, zucchini. I have a side of cherry tomatoes and cucumbers and sauerkraut. And then if I feel fancy, I might scramble an egg. (laughs) But can you just imagine that? Like it's so exciting to eat that because there's so many different colors and textures and flavors. And I just love fueling my body this way because it feels good and it's fun and exciting and yes sometimes I do get lazy and I might not have all of these fresh vegetables maybe I'm just on a real time crunch that week and I don't have time to cook then I'll have a lot of frozen vegetables and if you are having frozen vegetables make sure to look out for the sorry I had to clear my throat just now my voice is doing something weird anyway look out for the frozen vegetables that say snap frozen which means that they are frozen immediately after they've been harvested so that they don't lose their nutrients okay my voice is doing a weird thing I think it's just like the morning the morning voice crack thing (laughs) so I apologize if that's very off-putting but yes sometimes I'm lazy and I don't want to prep all of those vegetables and that's okay like look for other ways to fuel your body nutritiously and there's no perfect way or right way to do it remember that This journey is yours alone to experience and as long as you are acting in accordance with what you truly want, what you truly need, then that's what really matters at the end of the day. When your body is being fed nutritiously, you will feel the positive effects on your body. You'll find that you're bloating less, you feel less heavy, you might even feel more energy, like pure, raw energy. Sometimes I find that when I'm eating really nutritiously, I don't even need to have coffee because, I mean, considering if I've slept well, obviously, 
but I feel like I'm getting all of this energy that I need from this food that's fueling me and I don't even feel cravings for snacks and not to say that snacks are bad or anything snacks are completely fine but when I feel peckish I tend to reach for things like potato chips or biscuits and and candy and whilst it's okay to have these things in moderation. I know that one of my triggers is stress and if I don't have nutritious food prepared, I will reach for these processed foods and have more than I need to. And that generally doesn't feel very good for me afterwards. But in the moment, I can't differentiate between that because it's like, oh my God, I'm stressed. I want to eat these things to feel comfortable. I am a comfort eater. And so I think <laughs> I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of people here. Um, if you notice these habits, you know, take note of the triggers and find ways for you to work around those triggers and, and don't beat yourself up if you do slip up. It's okay and, you know, give yourself patience. And like I said before with the plants, you know, we plant the seed and we take care of it every day and eventually it will grow. So understand that um, life isn't perfect, we're not perfect and it's okay to make mistakes. Uh, but as long as that we're always making these decisions and treating our body with love, then there can only be good things from there. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really feel like I rambled a lot today and I'm so sorry. I hope that you were able to still get some lessons and nuggets of gold and that you enjoyed it and that maybe I gave you some company. But yeah, I hope that I'll see you in the next episode and thank you again for listening. Thank you for being here. 